This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, one defense agency set itself apart when it comes to employee engagement. Some members of the Interior Department will be able to work remotely on a permanent basis. And USDA wants to ensure all Americans are able to access one of its largest programs. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Defense Information Systems Agency got high marks in the government's Federal Employee Viewpoint Study. The organization scored in the top 10 of the Defense Department's 33 agencies. Employees gave DISA strong reviews in overall employee engagement, leadership, and global satisfaction. The survey also noted that DISA employees feel their supervisors listen to and support them. Some Interior Department employees will see their remote work options expand. That comes in direct response to the results from the Office of Personnel Management's 2021 Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey. In the 2021 FEVs, DOI employee satisfaction with their jobs, pay, and organization decreased from 67% in 2020 to 65% in 2021. In response, DOI is adding more remote work opportunities for supervisors and managers. Additionally, the department will start up remote work arrangements for eligible employees who made requests to work from home. The State Department's future of work vision starts with accessibility. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman explains. Deputy Secretary for Management and Resources Brian McCune says the agency is looking at telework as something that much of the workforce can benefit from, particularly employees who don't work on classified issues. We're going to adjust and have a hybrid work environment that provides flexibility for employees. McCune said the State Department on April 25th reached the all-functions endpoint of its COVID workplace framework. That means more of its employees are coming back to the office. McCune said the department has developed a mobility assessment tool, which is a questionnaire that examines every position by mission or function and comes up with a maximum telework eligibility score. Jory Heckman. Federal News Network. The Agriculture Department will improve accessibility for LGBTQIA plus Americans who need to enroll in the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP. USDA will reinforce prohibition of discrimination that's based on sexual orientation and gender identity. The goal is to ensure SNAP is accessible to more Americans. The effort is in line with the White House's executive order on combating discrimination against LGBTQIA plus individuals. The update also aligns with USDA's new four-year strategic plan, which establishes an equity commission to advance opportunities for underserved communities. The Air Force is putting more emphasis on good behavior and personal growth in new handbooks for enlisted airmen. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has more. The Air Force is putting issues of sexual assault, harassment, bullying, and hazing at the top of its list of priorities for enlisted airmen. The service updated its famous blue and brown books, which give airmen advice on what skills to cultivate to better their careers. The document describes airmen as a jack-of-all-trades in the military. It also tells enlisted personnel that they need to maintain a high standard of character, trust, respect, and inclusion. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The House could vote as soon as today on a $40 billion defense supplemental budget to send more military aid to Ukraine. The measure is bigger than the $33 billion package President Biden requested last month, but is not expected to include the COVID relief funds he proposed as part of the package. Defense officials say they'll run out of funding for military aid shipments in the next three weeks unless Congress passes another supplemental. 
The Pentagon's inspector general is telling defense health officials they need to pay attention to potentially serious patient safety issues stemming from DOD's new electronic health record. The new management advisory is based on a survey of healthcare providers the IG conducted in October of 2020, but did not publicly release until last week. The survey found a majority of military clinicians who use the MHS Genesis have run into inaccurate or outdated patient information. Nearly 94% said the data problems were impacting patient care. The IG says DOD needs to determine whether the problems still exist. DOD, for its part, says it already has made substantial improvements to Genesis in 2021. The Army CIO tells industry times are changing and they need to change too. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us how. The days of the large monolithic system in the Army are over. Raj Iyer, the Army's chief information officer, told an industry audience in Philadelphia yesterday that the use of proprietary non-standard software will not happen on his watch. The Army will no longer spend hundreds of millions of dollars on a system and run it for 10 to 20 years. IRS says the move to data centricity requires the Army to be vendor agnostic, use APIs, and take advantage of microservices. The goal is to be continually modernizing systems and applications. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. One year after a devastating ransomware attack, the Transportation Security Administration has increased its oversight of pipeline cybersecurity. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. These days, TSA employs more than 20 specialists focused specifically on pipeline cybersecurity. The agency has also imposed new cyber requirements on pipeline operators since last year's colonial pipeline hack led to fuel shortages up and down the East Coast. TSA says those requirements have yet to disrupt any pipeline operations. Meanwhile, the Transportation Department proposed close to a $1 million fine for Colonial Pipeline last week. Safety regulators say Colonial failed to plan for a manual shutdown and restart of its pipeline system. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. A major tech industry group is pressing the Securities and Exchange Commission to delay new cyber requirements. The proposed rule would require public companies to disclose cybersecurity incidents within four days. The Information Technology Industry Council says the current proposal could inadvertently expose unpatched vulnerabilities. ITI says it also conflicts with a new law requiring some companies to report incidents to the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. The group says delaying the rule could give the SEC and stakeholders time to iron out these issues. The Census Bureau's Opportunity Project is looking to match agencies up with teams from the private sector to unlock new benefits from federal data. The Bureau is calling for participants to join one of this summer's development sprints. The Commerce Department and White House Office of Science and Technology Policy are looking for experts who can help use data to help communities access infrastructure grant funding. And the Federal Emergency Management Agency is looking for data-driven ways to improve community climate resilience. And the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office sends an official thanks to law firms that help the little guys protect their inventions. We get more from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.